0: This is Red Moon Roleplaying. Brixton, 1991 The police, the media, and sometimes even the people living here say that Brixton is in flames. There's only so much you can do for an understaffed police department amidst an ongoing gang war. Every other day, someone winds up dead with Children stumbling over the corpses on their way to school. On top of that, addicts in the grip of a new and stronger drug, Black Skies, walk the streets like zombies. Matthew Sunderland, team leader for the London Drug Intelligence Unit. It is Tuesday at night, sometime around 1 a.m., you have set up camp in a dingy hotel following a lead. A local figure known as Tyrone Jaff is supposedly using his record shop, Crispworks, to sell this Black Skies. You need to figure out who is supplying Jaff with the drugs and, if possible, learn something that could be used to get him to work as an informant. You and your fellow agents from the LDIU have been watching the shop for a couple of nights, taking notes of potential drug deals happening in there, valuable connections and the people he knows. Unfortunately, not much of value for the greater circumstance has come up yet. As for your cooperation with the local police department... Unfortunately, you've had to deal with their incompetence, disorganisation and series of misconducts, leading to more and more social turmoil. It's not easy to work here right now. That said, you think they will listen to your calls and any need for equipment or possible raids. So, back to you. Matthew let's learn a little more about you. What ties you have to Brixton and how you ended up leading this unit.
1: Indeed, I'm Matthew Sunderland. I'm team leader of the London Drug Intelligence Unit for Brixton. I am wearing slacks and a white shirt. Don't have a tie on. Got a shaved head and you'll most often see me with a cigarette in my mouth. It's a, well, it's a habit that's been hard to shake. And especially recently, I feel like, Well, the uh, the amount of packs I go through every day has has been steadily increasing. Well, my grandmother lives here. She's uh, 95 at this point, but uh, she still lives alone, and she's still able to take care of herself. I've spent quite a lot of time here growing up, going to see her when my parents were out working and she was taking care of me and my brother. So it's a place I know, and it's a place I've seen deteriorate ...a lot, especially over the last few years. It's uh, it's sad, really. Yes,
0: you have seen the district change. It's a vibrant, loving community in many ways. But what with what has happened lately... ...people have been... ...people and groups have been slowly drifting apart whereas the moderate and reasonable voices get drowned in more extreme views. Protests turn out to be more violent than they need to, uh, and police brutality keeps instigating further... further unrest, shall we say. And it's a slow operation, what you're doing currently. You're taking the night shift, just... uh, taking notes of what's going on. You're not here to raid CrispWorks, this little local record shop or anything, but you need to know where this drug comes from. Where does Black Skies originate from? So, how have you prepared your stakeout of CrispWorks? You have access to police records and databases, informants, wiretaps, armor, walkie-talkies, and firearms, and the opportunity to call in strike teams if you needed to do a bigger bust.
1: We have had the place bugged. I have my uh, I have my signals analyst, Becca. She um, she's hooked the place up really, really well, so we're able to listen into all the calls that are happening in the location and we even have a video camera that is keeping track of who's coming and going to the place so a lot of what we're doing is really trying to keep our ears and our eyes open to through that way mm-hmm.
0: absolutely and this is good you've been very thorough uh, in how you've gone about with this and discreet as well being able to place your Uh, bugs or wiretaps to the place. Despite this, things are going a bit slow. The only information that you and your colleagues have gathered over the last few nights, except a growing list of identities for small-time drug users, is that drug usage next to the record shop is forbidden, there are no signs of affiliation to any particular gang, and that Tyrone has mostly been selling Black Skies... And here you are. You're sitting on the shift. You're in this dingy hotel. And they don't want you to smoke in the hotel room. Of course, whoever booked this for you might have been aware of this and your chain-smoking habit. You're almost wondering if it's done out of... spite. Well... here you are, taking notes, seeing if there's anything of worth that needs to be gone over again... Listening in to what's happening in the shop, there's a little bit of traffic, someone coming and going, despite the lateness of the hour. But then again, it's Brixton. Things are always happening here. Brixton Academy is putting on concerts, there are jazz clubs, and everything else tends to be open a bit later at this time. So, what do you do to just keep yourself busy and awake?
1: Well, I suppose I'll open the window then a little bit and... And smoke, because that's, that's what I feel like doing. And what are they going to do? I'm the police. Exactly.
0: This goes on for a few hours here. And you mentioned your colleague, Rebecca. The two of you been working closely, perhaps doing a little bit more than working. And recently, another night, you had something unpleasant happen. Do you want to share that with us?
1: We were walking together. We had been setting up some equipment, um, and well, we um, we ended up getting jumped. These streets aren't aren't safe. They moved to try to rough us up, and well, Becca she she pulled her gun on them. Well, it didn't, didn't end so well. They they ended up overpowering her and getting a hold of her gun and well she still has a black eye from that incident and the weapon is now somewhere on the streets in the possession of one of these gangbangers which is very bad I mean it's not like guns are that easy to get a hold of now they unfortunately have a weapon that belongs to the police we have reported it of course um, and I know that she feels awful about it been a messy situation and I I feel especially bad since yeah, we are very close. We I haven't been entirely professional around her. You know, we there was a was a thing back at the holiday party last year. We ended up Well, it was a one night stand. It was very awkward, but we've been trying to put it behind us and just try to focus on the work. But I felt like I should have been able to protect her. You know? There's just something about Letting someone that you're with be put through that. That that doesn't sit right with me. And I, I, I want to get that gun back. It's important.
0: And as you're thinking about this, well, you try not to think about it. There's enough to do right now with work going on. And you're on the shift. But since this is our first gaming session, why don't you roll for guilt?
1: That is four.
0: As the smoke disperses from you, blowing it out, you see something down out on the street. There's something small down there, lying just in the middle of the street between parked cars. It looks like... it looks like a gun.
1: Alright, well, I I gotta go get it. I'll make sure that I have my, my weapon with me. I put on my vest just in case and and pull a jacket over that streets are definitely not safe this time of night
0: you have your radio with you you can hear if something big happens and you can make a note you can always go back in what's being recorded and uh, take a look then as you go down through the hotel trying to uh, rustle out the uh, smoke from your clothes you uh, step on the old carpet, dark red and come out through the door following the road a bit down to where it was you don't necessarily see it there, not on that side where it was, looks like a little carton of packaging just of some sort but then you look the other way and you see You see two people a couple maybe standing there across the street. They're looking at you. They seem to be holding hands. They're wearing long, ragged trench coats and clothes. You can't see their faces very well. But you get the feeling that they're looking at you.
1: I look around again for the gun that I saw. I mean that's why I'm down here.
0: One of them holds up their hand and in it is the gun it's right there
1: when you say holding it are they pointing it at me
0: no they're holding it out palm up to the sky gun lying flat in their hand
1: i'll um i'll approach carefully i have my hand close to my holster just just in case this is some kind of fucked up trap. It's a bit cold outside.
0: People, they don't look like gang members, not like the ones you met before, not the ones that took the gun. They look like haggard, possibly houseless people. And, uh, just staring at you, most eerily. Holding the gun out, he because it's the man of the two a man and a woman the man is raising his hand with the gun in a few times as if, here, here, take it he doesn't say anything though
1: good evening I'll say and I'll bring up my badge you, you found this and he nods well, it's, um, good. It's, um, was stolen property. I'm with the police. I'll, uh,
0: I'll take it from here. You feel a strange smell of incense. Incense and, and copper. Almost a blood-like flavor. As you take the gun, and as you put it away and look back up, there's no one there. And a strange wind is blowing across the street. I'd like you to roll to keep it together.
1: That is a 12.
0: How does this affect you, what just happened?
1: I think it comes back to the guilt again. Like, getting this gun... Mm. It just reminds me of the fact that I couldn't protect her. And that I wasn't able to be there for someone who means a lot to me and who is, of course, first and foremost, a member of my team. I'm supposed to be the leader, after all. And I let them... Well get hurt by these people. So, yeah, it's... it's their memories of, of what happened really just kind of comes back to me. I'm, I'm at the same time, of course, happy that I found it again, If if that is what has happened. I just wonder how the hell did that happen? How could... how could that have happened? Like, how could it just have been there? That's odd. This isn't where it happened. And if it was found here, does that mean that someone brought it here? Does that mean that people know where we are? In that case, our cover is blown, and... Well, everything that we are able to record and and find out here may be compromised.
0: As you're thinking all this, someone slaps you on the back. Hey! What are you doing out here? And um, I'll look to see who that is. It's not someone you know. Well, maybe... Vaguely recognizing it. it's, uh, it's a man, a young man, and you don't need to look long until you see that it's one of the Joy Boys, a local gang, not the one that you were jumped by. The Joy Boys have a reputation of not trying to stir stuff up that, um, well, goes outside of the gang wars. You've tried to crack down on them knowing that they run most of their operation from a local club holds the vibe. It's an old theatre turned into a music and drinking venue. But again, resistance, bureaucracy seeming from the police department itself is in your way. You wouldn't be surprised if someone on the inside is paid to keep things going slowly. Again, while you don't immediately recognize him, the Joy Boys is one of the gangs that like making themselves known. ...proudly wearing the colour yellow as their distinctive colour. Most of them with scarves, handkerchiefs... Some of the young and inventive ones use their shoelaces or ribbons... ...and uh, some turning it into complete outfits. This one, a young man is wearing a bright yellow handkerchief tied around his wrist. He looks at you, a bit playfully, holding a package of sorts under his arm. Looks like a... Uh, well, it's, it's like a, a little duffel bag...
1: Hmm. Well, as much as I would like to find out what he has on him, and mm, perhaps help put a stop to whatever kind of illicit business he's in the middle of, I have something important to do, which is of course to continue the monitoring of what's happening at at, uh, Crispworks. So I'll just look at him and say, I don't want any trouble. I'll be going now. Yeah
0: just saying you uh you could be at better places you know you should come down to uh the vibe have a nice fun time you know people be looking after you
1: you're safe here yeah yeah uh maybe i'll do that later thanks
0: and uh as you are leaving this young man to go back in the hotel room We are going to rewind a little bit, to earlier that night in another part of Brixton, and to Gabriel Moore, or just Gabe, that's what they call you. You are in deep meditation, releasing your consciousness from some of the bindings that have been imposed on you, like those trapping all of humanity, really. The things you have seen and the places you have traversed have left you scarred, but... Also enlightened, you know more than most dangerous knowledge, some might say, leaving you as a beacon for controlling forces and shadows of the world that are trying to break through and feast upon that shining soul of yours. Sounds like madness for those who don't know, of course. But lucky for you, someone or something else found you first. You have been blessed, and you are looked after. But with such a blessing comes a lot of expectations, and knowing things you can't share with anyone can also be a life of loneliness. Why don't you describe yourself and the sort of place you are in?
2: Well, as you said, I'm Gabriel Moore, or just Gabe, to my friends. I am a man in my late 40s, although I look a lot younger than I should. Quite tall, reddish hair, big red beard. My arms are covered in tattoos, most of which don't mean anything. One or two do, though, but that's just for me to know and for others to find out. Currently, I am in my, well, sanctum, I suppose you could call it. Maybe home? It's underneath a small church, just to the north of Brixton. A church that by all means is quite run down and not many people go to anymore, but, well, that's fine. I've managed to keep it going. You see, I am heavily involved in the community. I have lived in Brixton my entire life. I was born here, although I never knew my parents. But while I did some travelling when I was a younger man, I've always come back to Brixton, and now I stay in Brixton. It is my home. I know a lot of people here. Yes, sometimes my path is a lonely one, but I feel that with the love and affection of all the people of Brixton that I meet Especially the younger folks. I'm heavily involved in some of the works the orphanage gets up to, as well as the churches, the charities, the hospitals. and Anything to do with the community. It's been a turbulent time the last 20 or so years. It still is now. But I always try and be on the front line when I can, standing up for the people of Brixton. They're good, you know, the people of Brixton. Better than most. But... As I've discovered, there are forces beyond some people's understanding that seek to harm the people at Brixton. They seek to tear apart the community, and we have to fight them. It's not always spirits as well. Sometimes it's the man, the government, the police. They don't understand. It's not entirely their fault. They're not truly part of the community truly part of the family so how could they understand what they're dealing with and then of course even a good family can have its strays all these new drugs these new gangs they forget their place, they forget their history they forget who they are we have to remind them sometimes still for now here I am in my home no one minds me living down here and everyone who still comes to the church knows me of course the church doesn't Spread the old gospel, not anymore. We spread the truth here. And the truth is a little unusual, but for those who truly seek it, worthwhile. Although, of course, to anyone from the outside, they just think we were some strange new Christian slash cult. But it's my home, and I live here, downstairs in the basement that I've over the years managed to make quite comfortable for myself. And for, well, meditation and ritual. And I suppose that's where I am tonight. Deep in meditation, incense in the air, some music on a radio, something local helps to keep one relaxed. There's probably a few people upstairs, and again, sometimes there's a few guest rooms down here for some of my most faithful. I did, after all, before I got all this, used to write, actually, self-help. I was going to become a therapist, although it turned out that wasn't really the path for me. But I still wrote a few books, and I still offer counselling when I can. There's a lot of people grateful for that. I let them stay here sometimes. After all, even though I don't, sadly, have any direct children, I see everyone here as my child. Everyone is welcome in my family everyone is welcome in our community as of course they are willing to actually be part of it.
0: Yeah and how do you see them I mean you are surrounded by these people that don't know quite as much as you about it all Uh, are you above
2: them? I'm not above them I'm a parent to a child one day some of them will learn more At this moment in time, there's maybe five or seven who I consider almost ready. They they know more than the others, but even the congregation upstairs who come every Sunday, reaching 50, sometimes even 60 lately, well, they're starting to learn a little. But no, I am merely a father guiding them to mother.
0: That's right. You've been almost a, a pillar of the community here. Investing yourselves in what's called the movement, the uh, the organization, trying to rejuvenate the Caribbean and African traditions of the many workers that came to fuel the British workforce back in the fifties. It's been a big success, but lately people have been. Getting different ideas of what you need to focus on. Some putting it into spiritual guidance. Facilitating for fair opportunities in the music industry. Resisting the police. And providing access to education. Many different voices and among the loud ones. Well, being the media and the police and the violence and the gangs, unfortunately now how do you usually commune with the one you serve and and what do you call them is it god you're talking to or someone else
2: mother and the mother of everyone the mother to us all it's quite simple really lots of people try and make it more complicated than that but it's quite simple she is mother she cares for us all she's the only one who does god well I tried to sugarcoat it for the novices, but God is long gone, dead, and we have to rely on his angels. But not all angels are as worthy of worship as, well, others. And then of course (laughs) there are the other things, but let's not get too distracted. No, I commune quite simple. Meditation. Ritual. The herbs of old assist as well. None of this new stuff. That is not of God. That is not of Mother. That is of other creatures. Modern beings and man trying to get high of electrical, chemical substances. None of that. None of this stuff going on the streets today. But the old roots, the roots of the earth, those are holy. Those can be ingested correctly and offer insight. And, of course, I learnt a lot from, well, my own time in the Caribbean and several of my friends. Again, in Brixton, we have a rich culture here. A rich culture, indeed. Now, of course, sometimes a little more is needed. Blood, of course. A simple offering. It's best to share it, although, of course, in the most extreme circumstances, well, a little more is needed. But... We don't need that often.
0: Tonight you've uh, you've been meeting with quite a few cornerstones of the community. Some part of the movement. Preschool teachers. Uh, Organising demonstrations against police brutality. A social worker dropped by who wanted to talk about support and resources for youth at risk and so on. And now it's you. And... It's quite quiet Though you occasionally hear a cough From one of the rooms Where your family, of course, stay As you're in there Focusing in your mind Reaching out Feeling the world Feeling the community And sending out love and support In the ways you can do Suddenly One of the doors open. To one of the rooms that is not occupied. This is not necessarily strange to you. You get messages in many different ways. And out peeks a face... That you only vaguely recognize. It's a... Young... Woman. And she says... The police... Tonight... They're going for Tyrone. They're going to harass him and ruin his shop.
2: I frown as I make to stand from my position, kneeling. I go over to this young woman. I only partially recognize her. That's unusual.
0: Mm, You've seen her before. She's She's a bit of a legend. Some people mention that they see her from time to time. She's dressed all in white. People sometimes refer to her as just that, the lady in white, and she smiles at you and slowly goes to close the door in front of her to hide again.
2: Oh. I see. She's not one of mine. She is another spirit of the community. What do I know?
0: What you do know are mostly, regarding this one, rumours. They call her the White Lady. She comes and goes, and you don't really have a name for her. She appears in places, talks to people sometimes, and knows things that no one can really know.
2: She's trying to help the community, yes? She's not an enemy, not something I would distrust.
0: No, you don't hmm. think so.
2: Then I suppose I should be grateful for such a warning. I shall bow low and smile. And I won't make to follow her. I know that would be pointless.
0: And she closes the door, and it's uh, once again only the old tunes of the radio that you like to hear playing. Or oh, something new now, but it's still local, and it's nice and upbeat. A bit of scar music
2: good stuff good stuff I let out a low sigh Tyrone good old Tyrone and his lovely little shop why are they harassing him makes no sense haven't they got better things to do then again I suppose these days the cops well they don't seem to know what they want to do do they so misguided and their controllers so direct
0: Yes. Well, you've received a message. And uh, it's quite late now. Everyone else is in bed, really. Must be almost past one. What uh, do you choose to do with it?
2: I feel I'd better go and check in on Mr. Jeff. See if I can help him in some way. I haven't been given this warning for no reason. And, well, if something is about to happen, if he's about to be harassed, that must stop. He's part of the community. Hell, he's part of the movement. He's one of the originals. Back in the day. Now, I need to go see Mr. Tyrone. I need to see what's up. I will just knock on one of the doors of... Well, let's see. Who would still be vaguely awake? Maybe... Maybe... Jamal? He's a good boy. I'll let him know I'm heading out. Keep an eye on the fort. And then I'll head upstairs, which of course is the actual church itself, unlock the door, and head out into the street.
0: Jamal acknowledges that you're leaving. He's a nice fellow. A bassist and quite respected, known as as Jamjo. He once led a life of crime, but has since left it behind, playing his bass in local bands and sometimes jamming alone. And now also... Staying at your place. He likes playing music for you when you listen.
2: He plays beautiful music. And well, yes, I have, of course, been able to guide him again. The, the gangs round here, the crime. It's all nonsense. It doesn't help the community. It just gives the enemy what they want. No, if you want to stand up to the man, you need to be united. You need to have a core. That's what I offer people here. At least a little bit. I can't do too much. Sadly, that can have the opposite effect. If we get too targeted, well, we could lose everything. I do have my enemies, after all.
0: And you're thinking about this as you throw your favourite coat on and get out there into the...
2: Actually, I don't throw a coat on. Oh. Don't eat it. No.
0: You don't care for things such as cold, then?
2: No. Mm -hmm. Has never bothered me for some time now. No. I go out in my nice, crisp T-shirt, in jeans, take some keys with me. I don't need anything else.
0: No, you don't. And you set out through the night. It's a little bit of a walk to get there, but uh, somehow distances and such don't really matter to you. Not so much anymore. And as you arrive, pass through electric avenue, now quiet at this time of night, you uh, you see his shop there at a distance. No need to go and disturb him immediately unless something is going on. But a little bit away on a side street under a street light, you see Hm one of the gang members. You know it, because of the yellow scarf he's wearing around his wrist. And who is he talking to? Someone else there. Who's just putting his hand inside his coat. Hmm. If you didn't know better, you'd think he was just putting a gun away or something. And uh, they start going in different directions. The gang member toward uh, the shop and that other that person, you've not seen him around here before, bit curious what he is up to, going in another direction slowly
2: I suppose I'll find a bench to have a sit down on, if there is one, or if not I'll lean against a wall take out some cigarettes from my trouser pocket have a little smoke and enjoy the night. Again, if there's nothing happening, I guess nothing's happening. So I guess I'll keep an eye on the shop, but well, let's see. Sometimes things have a way of occurring when you just wait and see. So let's just wait and see. I will keep an eye on this, uh, stranger though. hope he's not up to anything untoward. Can't have that. Can't have that at all.
0: Matthew, you, uh, head back up into your hotel room, and, uh, you hear that the uh, radio, as you come in, and everything else, is completely quiet. There's nothing at all coming in right now. Is it strange? Or does it sometimes get very quiet? (sighs) Not completely quiet. You're pretty sure that that gang member the one from the Joy Boys that you just talked to. He was going for the shop.
1: Hmm. Well, then that is odd. I wonder if something's happened to the equipment. I try to adjust the set, try to make sure that we're getting in the right frequency, just kind of troubleshoot it to make sure that it's all good. And I also take out the gun. I need to look at it to make sure that it's actually hers. Is, Is it? Is it Rebecca's service weapon? It does look like it.
0: It's got stains of dried blood on it. And as you look at the clip, it seems to have been fired a few times. But it still holds three bullets. As far as the equipment goes, everything seems to be fine. It seems to be reporting. It's just... What's coming in is just a barely... Audible hiss like like a like a slow breath. Someone trying to reach for gasp for air.
1: Hmm. I'll try to raise the volume then, try to just make out if there's if there's anything I can make out. I mean I wouldn't necessarily mind heading over there and, and checking out what's going on, but it is the middle of the night and well, it would be a very good way of giving up the fact that we're here. So, yeah, I'll just try and see if I can hear anything.
0: You boost the volume up. It's surprisingly strangely quiet. All the equipment is transmitting. If you Look at the, uh... The uh, camera that has been set up. And you only see the storefront. All... Darkened. Is uh... Almost as if it's closed down for the night, but the door is slightly ajar.
1: I'll just keep looking then to see if there's anyone coming or going.
0: Not at present. No. And you get an eerie feeling. Something... Something strange in connection to what just happened with that gun being reached over to you, and the gang member that you met. What is it that makes you want to go down there?
1: Well, I figure I need to call it in first in that case. I can't go by myself. That would be a very dangerous thing to do under the circumstances. Absolutely. So I'll uh, get on the radio to uh, to the team then. To whoever we have at the station who I'm in contact with.
0: Yeah. Seems like... Uh, The one that answered on the other line is Rebecca. Yes, this is HQ.
1: Oh, Becca. It's uh, Sunderland. I found your gun.
0: What? How?
1: I don't know. Some gang member must have dropped it outside the hotel. It's really quite weird. I think we might have had this location compromised. But the gun is back. The only bad thing is that uh, it seems to have been fired. And I've secured it in an evidence bag. Um, so we'll be able to analyze it later. But at least it's back, so can't do any more harm.
0: Probably been compromised then. It's uh, not much to do. Anything heard throughout the night?
1: No, it's eerily quiet right now. There's something that's going on. I there seems to be some activity happening down there. And the mics aren't picking up anything. It's just low hiss. Um, look, I- I'm really afraid that this whole place has been compromised. I think they're, they're they're on to us. Probably best off uh, trying to get the uh, equipment out of the, out of the shop as soon as we can.
0: Alright, well if it's quiet and everything is down I could have someone come down and unlock the place for you. The one that brought the things in. And you can start getting the equipment out. Just make sure that he's actually not there and the place is closed.
1: I'll go and confirm the situation and I'll report back. Alright.
0: Alright. careful, okay?
1: I will, and hearing that, of course, I... uh, You know, it feels good that she's worried about me, and she wants me to stay safe. Of of course, she she would I mean, that's what you want from your team members, and and all that. I'm I'm overthinking this. It's difficult to leave these things behind, you know? I will head down, then, having left the gun, the evidence bag, and the hotel room, and uh, I need to go and confirm, then, what's actually happening here. It's the... If the owners are still there, just kind of see if I can peek inside. You make
0: your way down again, down into the street, go through the side street that leads up to Electric Avenue, and uh, there you are now, just carefully observing for a bit, making sure that you don't see anything going on from a distance. You mm, r- realize that the there is something, some sort of light in there. It's swinging back and forth, almost like a ceiling lamp, swinging back and forth. And it's hard to see through the windows. Strangely hard, almost as if they've been shaded with something. Gabe, you notice this too. The Joy Boy has gone into the shop and... uh, you think you heard something but you're not sure but more than that you felt almost an incursion like something coming and going very quickly and now the windows well you can't see much through them you see the same thing and you also notice this man again The one you saw before, talking to the gang member. Is this what you've been warned about? It doesn't look like police.
2: (sighs) I suppose it's time to investigate. I'm going to do my best to approach slowly, let this person go in first, but I'm concerned. Something unusual is happening here and I don't like it, so I guess I'm going to go and investigate. But I'll do it after this man goes in and I'll try and be quiet if I can.
0: Matthew... What do you do then? As you're seeing this, you know it's been. You know that someone is going to come and possibly open this shop for you, but it seems to be already open. Something strange is. Well, something looks a bit different.
1: Yeah, there might have been some kind of an incident here. I'll. I will call it in, but I do need to just confirm what's actually happened first, so. I'll approach then, and uh, I'm basically moving up to the door then to peek inside. I have my uh, hand on my holster, ready to uh, draw the gun in case, well, in case there's there's some kind of robbery or break-in that's taken place.
0: As you look in, you are immediately overwhelmed by a wet, coppery stench that makes you gag. A light bulb is dangling back and forth, revealing different patches of the shop with each arc. Shards of glass rest on top of smashed records and broken furniture. The scene is painted in red. There is blood all over the floor, up the walls, and even on the ceiling. You're all to keep it together
1: that is 11 well I become scared of course so I lose another point of stability I'm alone yes I'm armed but I don't have any backup I'm not really supposed to be moving in on a crime scene like this by myself so I'll begin backing away and I'm reaching for my radio to uh, to call HQ and to get uh, to get some backup to get a squad car-, car over here we might need more than that there's been a murder of some kind here for sure
0: Gabe, you see this, you see this man, and he seems to be moving up to the place that is strangely dark and is now picking out a radio to call from. Maybe he's about to make that move for the bust or the raid to harass poor Tyrone that you had been warned about.
2: Hmm... That's unfortunate. I suppose at this point, as I was already following him, he'll probably notice me any moment now, so I'll make myself known. I will call out. Uh, excuse me? Uh, Problem? Everything alright there?
1: Police business, I'll say, and uh, I'll begin calling it in.
2: Police business? Oh no, it's terrible. Uh, What's happened? I know the uh, owner. Is he alright? And I'll go and start trying to walk into the shop.
0: You see him trying to walk towards the scene.
1: Matthew, what do you do? This is a crime scene. I'll say I'll try to stand in his way as I'm uh, on the radio to uh, HQ. There's been a murder at the uh, record shop.
2: Send a squad car over uh, as soon as possible.
0: What do you do, Gabe?
2: I'm going to look deeply concerned. Uh, That's not necessarily a lie and just say... Poor well, crime scene. The uh, uh, gentleman who says a very good friend of mine. Is he all right? I need, I need to see him, and I'm going to try and use charisma here. Obviously, I'm not trying to befriend this individual. More like I'm trying to get him to drop his guard for a moment when I say things like personal friend or I need to see him, uh, or at least think I'm not a threat and let me a little closer, if not fully in. But let's see. Can I try that?
0: Yes. Why don't you roll for charisma?
2: 17.
0: That means that you will feel... Strangely compelled, Matthew... To do what... To let him do what he wants you to do. You feel like... You don't know this person necessarily. But it seems like someone who knows the the victim... And something is tugging at you. Some sort of... Macabre curiosity about... The scene. It was so absurdly extreme what you just saw there something makes you want to see more this person you may be if they happen to squeeze past you that'll give you a reason to go in there and take a look at yourself and find out what it actually is that's happening you could resist but
1: then you will lose one stability well this person doesn't seem particularly threatening so I think I'm focused on calling this in and since they don't seem to be a threat I think I'm not trying that hard to prevent them from uh, from getting closer to the, to the scene. I'll, I'll have to deal with that later but first I have to call this in so, so that's what I'm focusing in on is reporting what has happened and, and trying to bring officers here so that we can uh, properly process this crime scene.
0: They're responding and it seems like they are currently handling a, a crowd situation Uh, a bit down below the Brixton Academy. Not too far away, but they will try and spare uh, a car. And uh, you, willingly or not, you are calling this in as Gabe is entering the shop. And you are tracing slowly behind him, as if something is pushing you along. And you see the same thing, Gabe, as you enter now. But you see a little bit more. There is blood in the entire place. You see the counter up to your right. You've been here before. That's where he usually stands, Tyrone. There's a black chalkboard sign on the left, standing, advertising new releases normally. And... uh, File cabinet that's now been bowled over, and you don't see much in the darkness, but you see all the blood, and you see writings in the blood, and possibly other human bodily substances on the wall, on the ceiling, on the floor. This, despite everything you've seen, is a very gruesome and macabre sight. I'd like you to roll to keep it together as well.
2: Thirteen. And so, I will lose one stability as I become angry. I am filled with rage. Although I try and keep it down, considering there is company present. Because this is disgraceful. This is awful. This is poor Tyrone. This is an attack. An attack on the good people of our community. And I can already feel that it is something beyond merely the police. So I am very unhappy as I see this gruesome scene. I have seen several things, of course, but it's different when it's a d- good friend and someone you care about. And so I'll let out a low growl, although as I notice this, I suppose he must be some sort of policeman, come behind me. I will try and hide it and make it seem more like a, a wail of despair. I'll simply say, Oh, God, Portarone our own. You've got to call people in. You've got to... You've got to find the people who did this, young man. You've got to find them.
1: Police are on their way. It's best that you don't disturb the scene. We need to process this for evidence to find whoever is responsible for this. Actually, if I could take you outside, we could wait outside instead. We don't want to disturb anything in here.
2: Of course, no disturbances, And I say, and I'll just turn and try and look at the scene carefully. Look at this writing. What does the writing say?
0: You can't read them. Not these signs. Not without a longer study. Perhaps you know someone who could. They are scrawled. They are pointy and... infernal. You... hear water running. In the room up to your left... there's a small toilet. The door is open. There's also the... record store... Up to your right, and then behind the counter, there is the office. You've been in there. You've had tea with Tyrone in there. You wonder if he could still be alive. There's also something hanging over the counter. Uh, Like a big towel, almost.
2: Before I head towards the noise, making to seem as if I'm leaving the scene, but then perhaps heading to this other noise, I'm still perhaps... Slightly under the effects of my own private rituals, my own incenses. Would I perhaps be able to see through the illusion? Or perhaps is that not applicable right now?
0: Why don't you try?
2: Eighteen. Yes, I just try and see if I can see what lies beyond this scene. Again, it's not something even I can just do on a whim. But, well... I still can feel the herbs I've been smoking tonight running through me and they always help. Ritual or drugs or of course injury.
0: And you notice immediately that the veil is weakened here. Something has intercepted this place and as soon, as soon as you just inch a little closer towards that edge music blasts out of the speakers, shaking the shop. There's screams of ecstasy and agony hailing from them, sending shockwaves throughout the rooms. And it's slowly getting darker and darker and you hear voices cry out. They spell Tyrone's name. And you see small Tears in the wall. The wallpaper is fluttering like small, small glimpses of another place. He must have been brought somewhere. But did he come back? And with another snap, the music falls silent again and the illusion snaps back. You're in the room. The light is slowly dangling.
2: (sighs) I take a few steps back. I glance to the only other person here. Do I get the feeling that only I saw that, or did they see that as well? Did that actually break through, or was it just because I have greater vision than most?
0: Matthew, you're hearing a groan, and just as you hear it, the man in front of you, this person that seems to know Tyrone, is looking at you as if uh, he was hearing it too. There might be someone alive in here. You might need to give someone first aid. I'll
1: immediately begin looking for the source of the the sound. Yes, if someone's been injured, of course, I'll, I'll need to do whatever I can. So um, I'll begin looking to see where the noise is coming from.
0: You think it's from the toilet up to your left. You have to make your way past a toppled metal cabinet to get there. I will
1: begin doing just that then.
0: As you put your foot across it, you stumble as you touch something softer and you just catch your hand on the slippery wet wall as you see on the floor in the... Fair, low light, the lower half of a man's body beside the metal cabinet. It's a repulsive heap of shattered bones, smeared organs and blood. You can't see where the rest of him is.
1: You have listened to an episode of Red Moon Roleplaying, where we play the cult scenario... Black Skies Over Brixton, which is available for free from the fine folks over at Helmgast by following the link in the show notes. Helmgast have also been kind enough to sponsor this series. The music was made by Atrium Carceri and was used with permission from their label Cryochamber. Check out their website at cryochamber.bandcamp.com or their YouTube channel for some moody dark ambient for your gaming table. We would like to give massive thanks to our champions of the Red Moon. Martin Horst Simon Cooper, David, Julia, Camilla, Bob Blanche, Cameron, Anton, and Graham Barry for their generous support. We would of course also like to thank all of our other patrons. Without your support, the show would not be possible. If you want to support our work, please check us out on Patreon. You can get access to bonus campaigns for Cultivinity Lost, Call of Cthulhu, and Coriolis there, as well as get early and raw access to all of our recordings. You can also hear your name read on the show as a champion of the Red Moon, as well as play Cult with us. Most importantly, that support is what keeps the show going, so do check us out there. Thank you again for listening, and remember that death,
2: death is only the beginning.